Welcome to Amplify Ambition. I'm Kristen Edwards, strategy consultant and your guide to making confident decisions. This podcast allows you to accelerate your personal and professional development while growing a profitable online business. Let's dive in because your next level of success is within reach once you decide to dream loudly. I can't believe that we're at the point that we're talking about new years and new goals and like, I don't know, it blows my mind that it's already a thing. I'm so excited to welcome Casey Richardson to the show today. We initially connected back for her Blaze Summit, which is for women entrepreneurs. And since then, I've just been obsessed with everything that she is doing um, and creating a space for for women, especially women of color, Black women, to really just like amplify their ambition. So it's like, it's nice when it's my goal, but when your other people are doing it and doing it on a global scale, legit from the U.S. all the way out to Kenya and so much more. Aw, thank you so much, Kristen. I, I wish you could introduce me for everything, even when I wake up in the morning. Like, yeah, I am just here. let me know. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm I'm very, very honored and thrilled to share space with you today. Um, I think the world of you, you are incredibly intelligent um, and you actually bring like world class, not just knowledge, but concepts, right, uh, to black women. And so I'm happy we crossed paths. I'm, I'm happy to be speaking to your audience today. Uh, thank you for letting me in the house. Absolutely. So before we dive into what you do and what got you really started on this journey, I believe it's important to bring all of who we are to the surface. And so what's that thing, hobby, cause that you really care about and is really a part of who you are, but it's not technically a part of like Blaze Group LLC? <laughs> yeah, um, hands down music. Uh, music is such an integral part of who I am, how I live my life, how I process things. Um, I literally have a song or an album that I can go to for any season in my life. And those words are the music and the inflections. Like it, it articulates how I'm feeling when words escape me. Right. Um, I actually do sing. I used to sing at open mics, et cetera, before the pandemic hit. Um, and then after that, I've just been globe trotting, but, um, it's definitely music. Um, I, during the pandemic, uh, before I even launched Blaze officially, uh, but kind of at the same time, I had started this um, online series called For the Record, and I just allowed poets and MCs and singers to come on and, and spit their For the Record line, you know, for the month before they dropped their, their artistry, and it was just very healing and therapeutic for other people too, so Definitely music is, has nothing to do with Blaze <laughs> and, and uh, me coaching Black women on business development, but uh, it has everything to do with who I am and how I um, take up space in the world. I love that. I also didn't know that about you. So I'm like sitting over here cheesing and grinning. I have a musical theater background. And so obviously music just being like the core. Um, and as you, you said it as well, it's just so therapeutic. Like there's so much from listening to music to writing music, performing it. There's so many levels um, of development that comes with it. So thank you for sharing yeah. that as well. All right, thank so you, you. kind of hinted at it, but you're like, before I started Blaze, which is again for helping black women kind of with their professional development, but like, what do you do? 
what got you started? Why did this even become a concept? I mean, I kind of know the answer, but I want you to share why did this become something that you really cared about in the business you started? Yeah, so uh, Blaze Group is the company that I founded um, in December of 2020, um, in the thick of the pandemic, in the thick of, you know, this this societal outcry for justice immediately, right, Um, to be seen immediately, right, to have equitable treatment and access immediately, Um, and so Blaze means building leaders and accepting zero excuses, right, I, um, I left a corporate finance career, a career of being a banker and structuring multi-billion dollar loans every single day for large tech corporations. My clients were Airbnb and Uber and Apple and Dell and Microsoft and literally, right, a very sexy job where I was speaking to their CEOs and CFOs about, um, you know, things they were working on before it was launched and like structuring these deals, but no one that I worked with ever, I was doing this for over 10 years, no one I worked with ever looked like me. I never worked on a deal team with a black woman. So it, it was apparent to me that the, the knowledge that I had was not making it to the streets, right? Um, and then of all the money that went through my hands and my desk, et cetera, I'd never given a loan to a black business, not one time, right? Um, so obviously we weren't getting access to the resources either, as plentiful as they are. Um, and then when the pandemic hit and I all of a sudden had the discretion, right, to do whatever I wanted to do um, amidst these news cycles that kept showing, you know, b- Black bodies being slain. And so I found myself at five o'clock in the middle of the day, marching in the streets of Oakland, right, alongside people who did look like me and who were just as radical as me and, and talented and brilliant and courageous. And that did it for me, Kristen, like, it was like, you are who I live for. Like, you are who I'll take for. Like, you are who I care about. And you deserve all of this. You are more courageous than anybody I I, I, I work with on inside of those four walls because they're afraid to even ask how I'm doing because they're afraid of the answer, you know? So uh, when October came of that year, um, I left. I, I, I quit. I walked away without a firm plan. I just knew that I was super cold. I knew that I was colder than people inside of that company who were 30 years my senior. I knew that. Like the C-suite knew my name. I was actually two weeks away from having a an event broadcasted to the entirety of Bank of America, uh, 240,000 employees, right? Called Meet the Author Casey Richardson. I had just published my memoir in January of that year. The world blew up in the top of March. We were in science. So we were really gonna, we were literally gonna push this event to people's desktop with, with him and I having this fireside chat. Um, and I left. I was like, I'm not about to be broadcasted to the world and act as if I'm good because I'm not like y'all playing, right? And so I left. Um, I put skin in the game to bet on myself first because I wanted to prove, right, that it was possible. I hadn't seen it before, but I knew it was possible for Black women because we're so cold, right? We have to be to, to exist in this world. And so I went to Dubai for a month. I said, if Trump if Trump wins again, I'm not coming back. He didn't win, so I came back. But nine days later, I went to Zanzibar for a month. And it felt so good. I said, yeah, I'm leaving, right? So I came back, packed up everything. And a month and a half later, I was on a one-way flight to the continent. And I've been on the continent since. And I've built Blaze simultaneously, right? And and today, less than two years old, right? December will be two years. We have a community of 5,500 Black female entrepreneurs around the world that we help and we edify. We uh, consult companies around the world for global impact. So here on the continent, for instance, I have a client 
called Hello Tractor, where they said, I heard you would be willing to, to create loans for poor Black farmers with no bank account. And I said, yerp. <laughs> that, was, that was March of 2021, one month that I got on the continent. Um, and in January, we launched that product that I created. It's called Pay As You Go. And literally, uh, from January to June 30th, we issued $5 million across Nigeria, Kenya, and Uganda to people who deserve tractor mechanization and implements and the ability to do their work faster, right? 40% uh, are women. Women don't get funding on the continent and their repayment rates are like 110%, right? Like, so I, I'm just about giving us access today. I don't believe that progress should take a long time. It's just a decision, right? And so that's the why. Um, and, and, and I leverage all of the stuff that I learned in those, in those ivory towers, right? Where only a few of us got to touch Right, this kind of this kind of earth shaking, disruptive um, thought, like thought process, and 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 resources and tools, and the ability to say yes, right? And I'm just saying yes to a different group of people. Mm -hmm. There's, there's, you know, like I guess it's a, an old proverb kind of thing of you know, you you teach a man and he takes care of himself, but you teach a woman and she takes care of her entire community, and so mm -hmm. you took what you learned on the west coast of the U.S. and <laughs> you went to the eastern side of the continent of Africa and I know you've yeah. been to South Africa and West Africa and so many other places and again having this this global network of of women that you are supporting but that means how many families how many communities yeah. that you are now raising up and when we have that opportunity at the first loan and like you're saying these women are paying back their loans they're not and debt yeah. people, they're paying back their their loans yeah. and they're able to then turn around a profit and they're giving their children an education. Yeah. There's so much more that's happening. You want to know who's boosting the economy. Hint, hint, right. it's Black women. And like, we're happy to spend, but you also have to give us money in order for us to spend that as well. And so I love that you've taken, again, what you've learned in the workforce and you're now distributing not just the knowledge but literal wealth and resources okay. for other people to to profit and to benefit in their own lives so thank you for starting what you did I you know it's I almost hate but I know it's a reality that we all have to hit some type of earth-shattering catalyst to start these businesses yeah. and I wish they yeah. were just like random fun ideas but for for many of us it's like a slap in the face of me against the world type of feeling, but I'm so yeah. glad that you turned it around and it wasn't just like, I'm gonna use this to be angry. You're like, no, I'm going to turn this into something good and positive, not just for me, but for like an entirety community, a global community okay. of black women as well. So thank you for that. Thank you, Kristen. Um, and, and, and you you said it the right way. I mean, cause I, I, I could be angry. I have a whole lot to be angry about and I do have angry days, but I think the thing that, diverted my anger was and we talked about this before I just don't even care whether these folks change their mind or not like in my lifetime I I care way more about working with the willing period full stop I care way more about you know spending my time edifying and uplifting the black woman who deserves everything <laughs> you know like I, I spent so many years like trying to push DNI initiatives and trying to change the minds of, of, of executives and, and being so, wow, you're so articulate. I never thought about it like that. Like literally, like as if I had time 
to be spending trying to change privileged people's minds, right? And so when I left, it was it was just, I'd say, a, a full commitment to my people and no longer believing that I had to go through those channels. Like, today, I don't even care about Forbes lists anything because it's biased. Like, why why would I spend my time trying to make those lists or trying to get other people to make those lists when when actually, right, it's time for us to tell our own stories in our own world, in our own words and create our own benchmarks, right? Like, the goalposts have to shift. And I think, for me, you know, being willing to work horizontally, right, being willing to partner with other Black women who are just as incredible, right, and allowing us to achieve skill together instead of knocking on the doors of these big corporations is just been so riveting. It's been more fulfilling. Uh, I've moved at a much faster pace than I would have otherwise done had I been waiting for somebody's mind to be changed, right? So, yeah, it's just, I don't even, I don't even care if people decide to change in this lifetime, if they do, great. I may work with them one day, but if they don't, they're a non-factor <laughs> for me today. Yeah, you talked about moving the goalposts. I can't remember what team it is. Sorry, guys, I follow the NFL and my son's football team more than college football. But like, they were so happy about their win. They picked up the goalposts and brought it out the stadium and into the streets to celebrate. And so talk about moving a goalpost. Like if you want something to change and you're excited about an opportunity, probably not break a law because I think there are more fines related to that, but figure out what you need to do in theory that moves that goalpost to say, hey, I need this in my community. I need this for my family and for the transformation that I can offer. And you're not taking anything earth shattering. Like some people are like, oh my goodness, she invented this thing. No, you took what you were doing every single day for these tech companies. And you're like, let me just bring it to other people. Um, so you took your knowledge, you took your expertise and you just shared it with a different community. And I think a lot of times we think like I have to cure cancer or something on that level in comparison to being like, no, I have this knowledge. I have been doing this for a long time. I just need to share it with someone who didn't know that it was possible for them as well. Period. Period. I, I agree. And I think, um, I think one thing that we should all believe in is the thought that we can change the rules to be in line with what we know to be true. Like it's not any deeper than that, right? Like we can change the rules to be in line with what we know to be true, even if Harvard didn't tell us this, right? Like, so what I knew when I left banking is as sexy as it was for me, was that the rules were exclusive by design. Literally, banks decide where they put billboards and they intentionally exclude certain places. They decide who they tell that they have payroll services to and, and that they have uh, FX trading to and that they have wealth, you know, and retirement advisory services for. They literally choose. They choose zip codes, right? They choose, you know, which channels they show up on and they intentionally exclude uh, communities that they deem to be less worthy. And so it's not, in my case of, of Africa, right? It was not the people in the village's fault that a billboard never landed in their community for the last 500 years from a banking institution. It was the, 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 the construct is exclusive by design. And so because I knew that, I intentionally changed the rules, right? And I said, oh, okay. Well, you not having a bank account is not a reflection of you not wanting to save your money. What do you use today? Oh, you use you use mobile money? Like you pay people with mobile money? You get paid with mobile money? I can look at those statements, right? Like it's, it's, it's just, 
doing what we know to be true, right? Um, because a lot of the things that that exist today, and again, this is me being radical against changing people's minds, people spend their lives, like people spend lifetimes trying to retrofit systems that were that were corrupt from the onset. So you put a band-aid on this and then you focus on the next thing, you put a band-aid there and you try to bend the metal this way. That's such a waste of our time when we are actually smart enough to change the rules to be in line with what we know to be true, right? And I think entrepreneurs are in a great position to just do that without permission. Yeah, and I think that's the blessing of technology because if you are using an app on your phone or whatever technology, it's still tracking something for you. And so you might not have the beautiful corporate bank statement, but you have still documented and tracked Period. what you need to. And so it's like, Period. email that to yourself <laughs> um, you know, as a first step. And so even if you're starting with screenshots from your phone and emailing this, like, where are you coming from? But never feeling like there is nothing. And even before there were mobile apps, we all had those little receipt books, like, oh, I received cash and here's the receipt book. And so mm -hmm. there's no excuse of like where you're starting from. And even if you can't retrofit what you were doing five years ago, you can always say today is a new today for me. Here and from here on forward, I have this knowledge. And so like for everyone listening, you now have this knowledge of, okay, moving forward, here's what I can do. And so I want to talk a little bit more about, you know, kind of what you do, because I think you help entrepreneurs at all levels from like, I started my business yesterday to, you know, I need a $100,000 loan for the next level of what I'm doing and so much more. Um, as you said, you were giving out $5 million loans to, to farmers across, um, you know, three countries in, in Africa. And so what are some of those foundational things that help people to create that success, to acquire those loans, to really just kind of thrive through the Blaze community? Yeah. Um, so I'll say the the biggest thing we do at scale is target those entrepreneurs that are in the entrepreneurial phases of their business, right? And so that is defined as like the first three and a half years of business, right? Those first three and a half years, you aren't even at that growth phase yet. Like you're still trying to figure out who your target audience is. You're trying to figure out, you know, what the optimal design of your product is. You're figuring out your messaging. You're figuring out your processes and your tech, right? And those who make it past the three and a half years, right? That's when you really see growth, right? Where it's like thousands of units per month and then like hundreds of thousands, right? Um, and the maturity, right? For, for everyone listening, right? Maturity is that phase at which, let's say it's Walmart, right? where you don't see a lot of growth each year. Like you're so mature in the market. You have so much, so many people that uh, buy from you just a standard practice that there's not a lot of room for growth. Um, you're just trying to prevent the declines, right? And so Blaze, we intentionally focus on that, that entrepreneurial phase. Um, and, and that's the preponderance of the 5,500 because survival, right? Is the hardest part for the black female entrepreneur. Um, it's really sad, actually, right? We start the most businesses, okay, um, of any other demographic. Like, Black women are the fastest growing demographic of entrepreneurs in the United States. Every single day in the United States, for all net new businesses created by women, 
42% are black women, which is astounding when you think about all of the, the race class classes, yeah, right? There's not that, that many of us to have that percentage. Yeah. Right? Like you got black, you got white, you got Hispanic, you got Pacific Islander, you have Asian. Like literally there's so many classes, but black women start 42% of all net new businesses every single day, right? Um, now you don't see many of us surviving. As a matter of fact, only 3% of all black women-owned businesses are mature, Mature means you have a C-suite. Only We are starting almost half of the businesses, new businesses every single day, yet only 3% of us have made it to the point where we're mature, right? And so that means we die off before we get there. So um, I'm intentionally targeting this piece, uh, this segment of the journey, because starting the business is not the hard thing. Like we do that very, very well. 17% Harvard Business Review said in February of this year, 17% of all Black women today are starting or running a new business. That's almost one in five of us that are like at this entrepreneurial phase, which is wild, right? Um, but because we don't stay in the game long enough to understand what we're doing, right? Um, Blaze intentionally comes in and brings a an ecosystem of support. So we have courses that really do help you learn vocabulary that you should know and understand how to not just be the hardest working employee in your business and actually be a leader, right? Like looking at analytics and, and having the three to 10 year roadmap, et cetera. Um, we have an app, right? Called Table and Tribe where you can literally have productivity tools on the go. And I'm talking about real stuff like pitch deck templates, right? I'm talking about email pitch templates. I'm talking about audio meditations to really help you get through seasons where you hear a black voice speaking to your soul and your spirit, right? So you stay in the game. Um, and so that's the preponderance of it. And that's the why, right? Because sustaining is the problem. Starting is not the problem. Um, and we don't even have enough people on the other pendulum of that <laughs> uh, to focus a lot of energy at scale. Uh, over time, though, we'll, we, I know Blaze will help usher more people into that growth and maturity phase. Um, and then on the more mature side of the market, we actually consult. So we don't coach uh, folks who are at scale and who have corporates or nonprofits that span across several states, we consult them. We come in and say, we'll help you make one decision that impacts millions of lives, right? And so that's the work that we do there. So um, this example I gave on the continent, right, where a whole bunch of people, right, have, have access to mechanization in agriculture for the first time in their lives, right? Um, that was a consulting project versus a, a coaching product project where we know we're the smartest people at the table for a specific problem solve and we just own that we don't try to teach a ceo how to think differently right we just own that piece and fulfill that that for them i love that and so i i, I love that you're saying okay regardless of where you are we want to help you but that you're focusing on hey i'm glad you started because that's the first step right you don't get to meet any milestone unless you start that business but now let's make sure that you're able to hit each and every one of those milestones and see your business reach a stage of maturity um, as well. And so I, I love that that's your target, that's your focus, and that you're creating the tools and resources. And I will say like, download the app people. Um, and, and for me personally, it's one of those things where it's like up until 2020, I didn't know that there were any black women coaches. And to me, that's like ridiculous. And so um, I knew there were a couple of like people who had a little side hustle and made t-shirts. And I mean, yeah. like made t-shirts. I'm not even talking about the ones who made it to full on businesses. And it took until the unfortunate events of 2020 
um, to be like, oh, I'm not the only one. There's like four out here. Okay, now there's 40. Oh my goodness, there's 400. And and that's just the coaching community. Obviously, there's so many different types of entrepreneurs out there, but to see someone that looks like me who understands the mindset games that I'm going through just as much right. as the actual business goals that I'm working towards. And so, so grateful right. for you and your community. It's just one of those things that it's like, why not? <laughs> like, um, why not put yourself in the room where one, you have the opportunity to learn and grow at an affordable rate, I will add, but also doing it with people who fully get you, not just partially get you. Um, there's a lot of things out there for women, which is great. And, you know, obviously this podcast is for all women of all races, but it's always nice to see it in a community of someone who's like, okay, she doesn't just get half of this story. She gets all of this story just as, okay. as much um, along the way. So thank you for creating this app. Thank you for creating your business again, for putting so much mission um, behind the work that, that you're doing again, not, not just letting anger fuel you, but actually turning that into action that creates change for other people too. Thank you. And thank you for being a part of the community. Like you are a very integral part of the fabric of what this is. I, I build stages, but the folk come in, you know, and they make the gumbo. So um, I thank you for pouring into the community the way that you did, right? At the Blaze Virtual Summit. I thank you for inviting me in your house, right? To speak to your people. Like this is the magic, right? We just needed to to have the the interconnectivity, right? Um and, and, and you are a reflection of my wildest dream. So I appreciate you, sis. Thank you. All right. So we have talked about what you do, why you got started, and, and some of these things that, that women need to know at the foundation. And, and if they don't know it, they can just download your app to find out about it. But what is that legacy? Like, what is the legacy of Casey and what you're trying to do, not just through your business, but really your whole life? What do you want people to like hear your name? and remember you by and I know this is a deep question but <laughs> in this moment and things can evolve as life continues but like what is that legacy you're really trying to create right now man that's yeah that's a very 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 deep question um what comes up in my spirit Kristen is she said yes she said yes um when I think about my great-grandmother and how incredible she was. Her life was spent nurturing us and caring for a man who beat her, right? And caring for a man who was grumpy until the day he died, which was years after she had died, right? Um, and so I know there was a whole lot of sacrifice in that, right? When I think about you know, what my parents had to do to just make it home safely, right? And the things that they taught us, you know, uh, the, the, the ways in which they had to teach us how to play the game so that we had a chance at life, you know, growing up in South Carolina and me going to the University of South Carolina and moving to Charlotte to start, start a career still in the South, right? Um, you know, I, I, I did follow the rules. I was a valedictorian of my elementary school, my middle school, and my high school, graduated magna cum, you know, I did all of these things, and, and one day, you know, four years into a marriage, right, at 26 years old, with a man who I'd been with since I was 16, right, when he almost killed me one day, it was the first time I saw my life parallel to my big mama in a way that 
that was excruciating. And I said, this ain't it. This is what she felt like. This is what, this is what you dealt with my, my, my life in that moment as he was hurting me, you know, I was in excruciating pain. Like my, my, my thoughts parallel to my mother who was murdered at 21. I was one years old. We were in our apartment complex and she never made it out of this apartment uh, where this man was murdering her, right? We were doors down, you know, waiting for her to come home, right? She was selling Mary Kay, right? Doing what she had to do to provide her for her family, right? At 21, right? Um, and I said, if I make it out of this house, if I make it out of my house alive today, I can't come back. I never seen this before, Kristen. My, my big mama didn't leave. My mama didn't make it out of the house. I don't, I didn't know of any stories of a woman who left after the first time of being hit. But I said, if I make it out of this house, I'm never coming back. Right. And 12 days later, I was on a one-way flight with nine suitcases moving to California because I didn't know anybody and I knew I would be safe because he knew my whole life, right? Um, and me saying yes at that point, right, made it even easier for me to say yes four years later when I was like, bet, I'm moving to Africa, right? <laughs> like, and then again, right, when somebody's like, can you build a loan for poor, yup, right? Like, like none of these, none of these decisions that I made in this latter part of my life, right, in the last, call it, uh, what six years were a result of this well-defined plan that somebody told me I had to have now I did that for the first 26 years of my life right um but in this latter part I've allowed spirit and courage and and self-love and confidence and you know wanting to rewrite the story that my my, my ancestors had right um, and that, and, and that has borne so much beautiful fruit that I deeply resonate with. I'm not performing when I wake up. I'm not performing as I speak to you today. Like I am truly convicted. I'm truly invested in this right here. And my life feels like home. And I spend a whole lot of time performing in my life, performing in my marriage, performing in church, performing with my family. Cause I wanted everybody to be okay. Like big mama did. Right. But today I say yes to me and my people and my convictions. And um, that is the thing I want people to remember that she said yes. Yeah. And you 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 did it in the business that you created. You've done it every step of the way. And so for you to have that conviction, not just within yourself, but literally creating opportunity at, as your, even your Blaze acronym is like zero excuses. At mm -hmm. Yes, it might have been that way in the past. Like once you have that awareness to say, there's no looking back. I'm going to figure it out. And so even with, with this podcast of Amplify Ambition, it's about saying, I'm going to create success on my terms, not based yeah. on the rules that someone else has created for me. And that can be your family, your church, your boss, you know, whatever, even the rules your teachers told you. Um, and at the end of the day, two plus two always equals four, but Hey, you can always have three plus one as an option to get to that four as well. And so completely grateful one for you to, to open up and share your own story but for you to also live in that truth and walk it every single day but to also say like here are my bricks that I'm laying out to create path for success for so many other people and to walk that to now be on the board of a global corporation as well <laughs> and so so many wins for you to celebrate and again not just holding that those wins and that success for yourself but to pour it out and share everything that you know and you can with others. And so thank you for 
for sharing that, but such a legacy of saying like, it really just starts with that. Yes, like I have this awareness and we're not looking back um, as well. So thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing all your wisdom. Um, I will drop all the links, you know, to the Table and Tribe app for, for sure. But like, where can people find you? How can they connect with you? If they want to pay you as their coach or their consultant, you know, what's the best way for them to go about that as well? Yeah, thanks so much, Kristen. Um, so blazegroupllc.com is our hub. Uh, you can learn about all the things that we do. Um, and we do a lot of stuff. We push out industry research. We do coaching. We do consulting. We have an app, et cetera. So that's that's the hub I would direct you to. Um, uh, the app is Table X Tribe. Table and Tribe is available on um, Android and Apple in 277 countries. Um, more than 14,000 different device types. So it is truly accessible no matter where you are in the world. Um, we have a an, a coaching program that is in person with me for people who want to have a similar lifestyle as me and, and be able to be a digital nomad and, and really build and scale a location independent business that is called WFA Immersion Week. So I definitely check that out. You can actually go to my personal brand site I am kcariel.com, I-A-M-C-A-S-E-Y-A-R-I-E-L.com or blazegroupllc.com slash WFA. Um, and I teach you not just how to work from anywhere, but how to work from abroad and do it confidently. Uh, we're hitting up Bali, Barcelona, and Cape Town, South Africa this year. So any one of the three, you're welcome to join. Um, definitely check that out. And then uh, we do have a summit that happens twice per year. So in June, definitely keep your ears peeled for that um, because we, yeah, we come together, we party, we listen to amazing experts um, about all things business um, and we really do uh, connect in sisterhood. So any of those channels, you can find us there. And then Instagram, Blaze Group LLC uh, is where we are. A whole bunch of people are there. So uh, definitely keep it locked. Sounds good. Thank you so much for sharing. Again, I will drop all those links in the show notes for people to connect with you um, and to learn more because I, I've seen what you've done. Actually, when I um, mentioned, you know, I like shared on my Instagram, like so excited to be a part of this summit. I had multiple white people go, oh my God, you're so lucky. And I was like, uh -huh. <laughs> this is so cool um and so although your your work is focused on supporting black women please know that you are affecting all races and definitely doing great things in the world and so I celebrate you but please know that other people are so excited to learn from you as well thank you again for being on the show today thank you so much Kristen and I appreciate you Are you searching for a way to grow your business as you create your best life? Click the link in the show notes to get your free guide, five simple steps to build a profitable business roadmap based on your natural abilities. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, take a moment to share it on Instagram or your favorite social media platform and tag me at Kristen Edwards underscore. Or go the extra mile and leave a rating or review to help more women listen in and join our community. Thanks for listening to Amplify Ambition. Until next time, dream loudly.